0: Today's lesson comes from 2 Chronicles 15. So that's in the Old Testament, the book of 2 Chronicles. Easy to find, it's right after 1 Chronicles, so you won't have any problems finding it in your Bible. 2 Chronicles is actually about one-third of the way through the Bible, and you'll find it. And we'll start with chapter 15. We'll be talking about, about three different chapters, but we will, won't will read all of it today. But We'll pick the story right in the middle uh, at this occasion in 2 Chronicles 15 where these words are written with verse 1. Now the Spirit of God came upon Azariah, the son of Oded, and he went out to meet Asa and said to him, Hear me, Asa, and all Judah and Benjamin. The Lord is with you while you are with him. If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. For a long time, Israel has been without the true God, without a teaching priest, and without law. But when in their trouble, they turned to the Lord God of Israel and sought him, he was found by them. And in those times, there was no peace to the one who went out, nor to the one who came in. But great turmoil was on all the inhabitants of the lands, so nation was destroyed by nation and city by city, for God troubled them with every adversity, but you be strong and do not let your hands be weak, for your work shall be rewarded. And may the Lord bless his word as we have it read into our hearts today. We get to tell today a story about one of the few good kings in the Bible, because there were a lot of kings in the Bible, as you know and have probably figured out that the Bible is a confusing book when you have so many names. And uh, I want to pause here. If you get too cool, I turned the air conditioner on locally. If you need to turn the the temperature up at all, let me know because you can just go up there and crank up the temperature a degree or two and it won't be so cool if you get too cool, because we had some unseasonably warm weather outside after unseasonably cold weather last week. Now, I continue. So the Bible is a confusing book with all the different names that there are, and they don't all have the same names. Like, for instance, when I teach kids at school uh, about the Bible, they see names that they they are very familiar with, like Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and John. They know people named Matthew or Mark or Luke or John. Those are common names to us because we have named our children after a lot of Bible people. But not all the Bible names are names that we hear every day. Now, in the old days, back when we were probably, in America, far more church-going and church or Bible-literate, there were a lot of the old timers named Asa. Do you, I can remember some of the older people when I were younger that had, were named Asa. So that's an, that goes back a long time. But there are not so many Old Testament names as there used to be, other than maybe David or Joseph or somebody like that. But Asa is one of those names of one of those kings who was a good king. And you should also know that Israel for several years had one king, and for about 120 years, they were under the monarchy, and they were a united kingdom. But when Solomon died, his son Rehoboam did not do a good job, and he ended up losing many of the tribes, and they split the country into two parts, the northern kingdom of Israel and the southern kingdom of Judah, which kept its capital at Jerusalem. And it would be Asa who would be one of the grandsons and he would end up being in charge of Judah. Now, Asa was a very interesting man because the Bible says he was a good man and a good king. But I, I, if you were to list, and I, I try to make my students do this, a chart of all the kings of Israel and Judah. On the side for Israel, after the kingdom split, they, they didn't have a good king. There was not a single one that was a good king. There was one who was almost good, Jehu, because he did some good things, but most of them did horrible, horribly. And then you had in Judah, there's like four or five good kings. So there's not many good kings in the entire history of the Bible for the kings of Israel. Now, I want you to think about that for a moment because in our day, we, uh, are, we live in a world where we are constantly criticizing politicians and leaders for this and that, sometimes justified, sometimes not. But the fact is, is that if God Almighty created a country, and he did, called the country Israel, and he created this nation himself, personally took it upon himself to protect it and took it out of Egypt from slavery and made it into a nation of his own. If he had trouble with the leaders of his own country, how should we not ourselves have similar problems? That says something about free will, doesn't it? It says something about the fact that God gives us the information, but he leaves a lot of it to ourselves and what we do. And that's why it's so important to listen to God, because it seems to me that having good leadership in the world is, is a luxury and a rarity, and that it is almost normal to have bad leadership over nations. And that's a very sad statement, isn't it? It's very sad how even if you start off well, it seems things go down, down, down over time if you're not careful. Now, I I heard a story about a, a couple, an elderly couple, they were sitting on their porch. Now, the man uh, had been known to be quite a romantic young man when they had gotten together. He was uh, very affectionate toward his wife and she to him. But she looked over at him and says, you know, we used to sit a lot closer when we were younger. So he scooted his, his chair over right next to his wife. And she said, and you used to hold my hand so he grabbed her hand and then he said now remember he was a very affectionate man hey and he says you and you should nudge up against me and even nibble on my ear he got up at that and walked away she said where are you going he said i'm gonna go get my teeth <laughs> In this world, it seems that time and age and just the normal uh, flow of of things tends to bring things that used to be good down to not so good. That's normal way of the world. And then somewhere, some way, God finds a way to start a new thing. And a new situation starts. I, I, I think about concrete The Romans were very good at using concrete. It was a very successful uh, uh, building material. In fact, so successful as you can go and find Roman concrete still there after thousands of years. So that's how successful. The volcano at Pompeii didn't even destroy the concrete that was in Pompeii, you can still see it. They had to dig all the lava out, but they certainly found the remains of Pompeii because it was brick and concrete. So, uh, except for the upper stories, that, that place, It's still a city, and you can still see it. So concrete is a pretty amazing, strong substance. And I think we all would agree that when it comes to having solidity, a good representation is concrete. But how many of you have seen sidewalks where they're buckling and where they you might have right in the middle of concrete grass growing straight out of the middle of a tiny little crack? in the concrete. That tells me that life, though it doesn't have as much obvious weight, though it does not have as obvious power and strength, that life, when God ordains it, is able to punch through and absolutely move anything that's in its way. That's how powerful life is, folks. Life is a powerful thing. God is the life. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So we should celebrate when we see good things happen and when it looks like there are very few of those good things, just remember that that is a miracle from God and God is in the miracle business. Speaking of miracles, we're talking about good old King Asa. Now Asa, in the previous chapter, he became king. He set up defenses. He had peace in his land. He set up forts and defenses, and and he he was smart because he loved God and he was prepared for war. And and I will say to you that sometimes the best way to, to have peace is to be prepared for war because if you're prepared for it, maybe you will not have to ever go and have it. That's a biblical thing. But there was an army that came up against them, the Ethiopians. This army is said to have had a million men. Now, Judah at the time only had 300,000. Now, the way the people would, would have their armies is that all the adult men of military age, except for a handful, would go to war. So it was the whole nation of men that were healthy would go fight the war to make their armies. so But even that, even with 300,000, they were outnumbered more than three to one against this massive, massive army. But I want you to look at what King Asa did right before the battle in verse number 11 of chapter 14, just the previous chapter. This is what Asa said when he cried out, to the Lord his God. And Asa cried out to the Lord his God and said, Lord, it is nothing for you to help, whether with many or with those who have no power. <laughs> help us, O Lord our God, for we rest on you, and in your name we go against this multitude. O Lord, you are our God. Do not let man prevail against you. Woo, what a prayer. That's a prayer that I I hope that we're praying for our country and for our people, even in our day. Because if it seems like we're overwhelmed with those forces and powers that are against us, if it seems as though we are truly the underdog in facing all the struggles of this life, and by the way, has it not been a stressful year? It has been stressful on a lot of people. Uh, I want to mention that uh, it's it's been very sad. Uh, we mentioned that Walter's grandson, Peyton, he passed away and uh, he's gonna be leaving after church to deal with that. But I'm just saying that I, I partially blame some of the situations that are happening in our world. That's a stressful thing on that poor young man and he's had health problems too. So God, uh, is putting us through the test today. We are personally, we've lost loved ones. We personally are facing fear. We're facing difficulties and, and our nation is uncertain and there's, there's a divide in our politics that's severe as it's ever been and, and this is a problem that we face. So in the midst of these overwhelming things that are hitting people and hurting people and causing us grief, we see King Asa, who was outnumbered more than three to one, and he goes to the Lord, he says, oh Lord God, you are able to help us whether by many or with no power at all, with people with no power at all. I love that. So you say, well, what can kind a of little church in Hickory Valley, Tennessee, do with a handful of people. What can we do in this world? And yet King Asa says, well, let's see if you you, you meet the list. Okay, do you have power? A little. Uh, well, it didn't matter because if you had no power. <laughs> if God is with you, you can win. It doesn't matter what our numbers are or our power or strength. We need God to be with us. And Asa said to God, Lord, he says, you, we rest on you. We rest on you. We're trusting in him. And that's so important. Let's rest on the Lord today. And in your name, we go against this multitude, O oh Lord. Whatever we have to do in this world, whatever fights we've got to make, Let's do it in his name. Let's convert our actions into holy actions and actions that will bring God the glory. He says, you are our God. Let's don't fall after other gods and and get our loyalty distracted by following our own ways but rather let's follow God. Don't follow the, the the flashing lights and the little trinkets that are dangled in our face like little children who are dazzled by all the things at a store that are advertised to them. Do not let man prevail against you. You are our God. See, if God is our God and people oppose us, they're opposing God. And, and Asa was smart enough to recognize that God was in charge and that the Ethiopians were not threatening Judah, they were threatening God. Well, to make that long story short, guess who won? Well, certainly the people of Judah won and they're coming back from this battle and they've won this great victory and it is a big victory that they won and they gained a whole lot out of it. You see, they they even brought back the spoils of war because that army had had a lot of wealth and weaponry and supplies in order to keep it going. So at that point, they were able to get all the things that that army had. And you see, God has a way of giving us things based upon our faithfulness that we may not even have worked for, but God opens up opportunities and gives us things when we have him as our God. It's very important. But it's also important when you have a great victory that you not rest on your laurels because this story that I told you you today and just read is a story about what happens when you get the victory. Do you just give up? you just let things go? And the answer is no. And that's why this prophet showed up. You see, in verse one of chapter 15, the Spirit of God came upon a man named Azariah, the son of Oded. And so he's from, uh, he, he was sometimes referred as Oded because sometimes you get the same name as your, your father, but his official name was Azariah. And it says, and he went out to meet Asa. So God had touched his life to go and to talk to this king, to a good king. But he instead of praising him too much, here's what he says, hear me. Oh, if we have everybody in authority today would listen to God's prophets, listen to God's word. It's very important. If we're gonna do anything, the first step is to listen to God's word and all Judah and Benjamin. You see, it wasn't simply the king that got the message, but it was all of the people of that nation needed to hear the message. And that's important because this is not a message only for the rulers. This is a message for the people. And it's a message that I think every generation should, re- should listen to. So the Lord is with you, which he could have just stopped and, and everybody would have celebrated, but he says it's conditional, talking about all the people, the Lord was with them in this battle. But I'm gonna tell you right now, folks, God's not with every nation in every battle. He's not guaranteed to be over everything we want. There's no guarantee that God is gonna protect the United States of America forever. There's no guarantee that we're gonna win every fight that we face collectively. That's very important to know because I think some people, they rest so much upon our forefathers. We rest so much upon what has been done in the past that we think, oh, well, God will still be with us no matter what. Well, he will individually, but not collectively. And there have been many churches in the Bible that God said, hey, if you don't serve God, he'll pull your candle out and you won't have a church anymore. That happened years ago, for instance. In the Bible, the seven churches in the book of Revelation, some of those churches didn't make it. They are not around anymore. So, We continue now. We listen. It's a message to all the people, and the Lord is with them, but it's conditional. If you want God's blessings on a group of people, you need to do the following things. If you seek him, if you seek him, uh, and he says, if you are with him, That's why it's important to spend time with God in prayer. That's why it's time to not ignore God. That's why it's time for us to say to God, forgive us of our sins. And that really is a good prayer to pray. It's very important to pray and ask God's help because we need it on a daily basis. You you grow closer to God when you're with God more and God's holiness will rub off on us and help us. And we certainly need to have help. Now, it's easy for us to struggle, though. It's easy for us to think like, well, why aren't things going my way? I heard a story about a preacher. This this happened, this is a story where he was on a plane, and they were on a small plane, and there was a church conference, and several of the people were with him on this church conference, and so they had these uh, tray tables, and so a man uh, who is on the church staff with him or, or at least with the church, pulled out his tray from the wall over on the other side of the plane and got it out. And so the preacher wanted to get his tray out uh, just like the other man did. So he tried to pull it out and it wouldn't come out. And he kept pulling and he saw the other guy had his and he couldn't get his off the, the wall. And he kept pulling and pulling and pulling and it really bothered him. And then he got one of his members to come help him and they pulled and pulled, they couldn't do it. And then, and then he finally looked up <clears throat> above the, the window where he was sitting and it says, this is not a tray table, emergency exit only. <laughs> now, when he told the story, he says, you laugh, but I was not laughing. <laughs> what if he had been successful? What if he had pulled that handle? What if it had blown open that door and he didn't have any way to protect himself and gone out the window? It's very important to understand that sometimes we struggle, but we're not looking up. We're not reading the whole message. We're not seeing what God wants us to see. So let's make sure we're with him and let's make sure we're seeking him because if we seek him, he says he will be found by you. So if you look for him, you'll find him. I I respect all of you in this room. I especially know that all of you have had personal tragedies, every one of you. Every one of you have lost loved ones. Every one of you have had sickness issues. Every one of you have had struggles in some form or another. But I can tell you that if you're seeking God now, especially when you have hard times, you will find him. And you especially need to seek him now, very important. So, and he says, though, that if you forsake him, if you turn your back on him, those blessings on a group of people, those blessings that God has provided, hey, he's not gonna guarantee that he's going to take care of us. I, I When we met on uh, last Wednesday night, we gave thanks to God. You know why? Because the previous week, Uh, We had prayed knowing this weather was going to show up. We said, Lord, they are predicting a big ice storm. They're predicting all these bad things, but Lord, we don't want it to be such that it cuts all of our power out and and, and it causes us to, you know, it could be really worse, in other words. And guess what? We were very fortunate. We had very minimal power outages in our area here in Hickory Valley, and we were very fortunate and we gave God the credit. It's important to give God the credit and thanks. But if we forsake him, if we just ask him for things, and when we get it, we don't thank him for it, that's not good. So let's don't forsake him, because if we forsake him, he will forsake us. For a long time, Israel has been without the true God. That's bad. Here is God's people, Israel. They had been without God. The Northern Kingdom, they were awful. And it was to the northern kingdom that prophets like Elijah and Elisha went to to preach. And they they didn't have a teaching priest. They had a terrible uh, uh, religious setup there and without law. So they were in bad shape. They were in bad shape. And what did that get them? Well, a lot of bad times. But when in their trouble, they turned to the Lord God of Israel and sought him. He was found by them. Now, Israel, both after they split and even before had had troubles. You remember the book of Judges. It was an up and down roller coaster where they would do well and then they would forget God and then God would sell them into their enemies and then they'd cry out to God after suffering and God would raise up a judge and they'd start the cycle again. But when they would seek the Lord and when they cry out to the Lord, he was found by them. So there's hope. There's hope for America. There's hope for every country. We shouldn't just pray for America. We want all countries to seek God. It's not that we're better than anybody else. All countries need God. We should pray for Korea. We should pray for Japan. We should pray for Vietnam. We should pray for China. We should pray for the leaders of these nations. Pray that God's people will seek God. And if those nations humble themselves, then God may use them more than they're using us which is okay as long as people love God, but we ourselves need to seek God as a people. In verse five, the consequences of not seeking God are easy to see. In those times, there was no peace. Think about that for a moment. You know, you can face a lot of adversity if you have peace inside, but if you don't have an internal peace, it's hard. It's hard. You've got to have peace. And the Bible says, when they had forsaken God, God took away their peace. And I believe that took away their internal peace. He took away their external peace. So bad was it that they couldn't even escape to go somewhere else. Notice how he says it. There was no peace to the one who went out. See, some people say, well, it's it's getting kind of dodgy here. I'm gonna move away, go somewhere else. No, it didn't work that way. Because when they got out, they had problems too. And nor to the one who came in. Oh, I'm just going to hunker down and I'm going to withdraw and everything will be fine. No, no, no. There's nowhere to go when you lose God. You don't have any hope. You can't find peace if you don't have the Lord. And so there was no peace for those who went out. There was none for those who came in. But great turmoil was on all the inhabitants of the lands. Notice he says on all. Punishment, these collective punishments on nations hit everybody. It just hits, us. It hits the whole nation and it's bad. You don't want that type of thing. For instance, do you have to have had COVID to have been suffering because of COVID? Have we not all had negative effects because of the COVID? Absolutely, everybody is affected all over the world. And there's no question in my mind that God knew this was going to happen. So it's very sad that we don't turn to God, but it's also important to do so. Because if we turn to God, we have hope. But if you don't turn to God, our nation and every other nation will have nothing but problems. So in verse 6, so nation was destroyed by nation. When people get frustrated, when things, uh, when you lose wisdom, when you lose God's direction, then guess what, you end up with war and conflict. And not only that, but city was destroyed by city. There was violence in between cities. For God troubled them with every adversity. So all people were getting punished, in a sense, and all people were troubled with adversity. So everybody was having a hard time. Now, that's not the world I want to live in. I hope and pray that God will protect us. I want God to help us today. And I want us to seek God and pray and have His blessings. But there is good news. And the last thing that this this preacher said to King Asa that I read were these two verses or the seventh verse. But you be strong. Now, he's not just talking to Asa, he's talking to everybody. You be strong. Boy, it's hard to be strong, isn't it? Some of you, your faith has been tested. You have been tested. That's why when I preached from the book of Job, you know, there's a man who had his faith tested. And guess what? Your faith is being tested. You know, your faith is precious like gold. It's a beautiful thing. When God sees us and sees us in our faith, he sees a beautiful ornament when he sees our lives. But sometimes he wants to make sure that he's got pure gold. So what do you do to purify gold? You put it through the fire and you get rid of those impurities so that the things that are fake gold or those things that are polluting or or in some way tarnishing that gold, you get rid of it. Now, the good news about the fire is it burns off the bad. And also it can't burn off the gold because the gold doesn't get consumed. And that's why God is putting you through a fire and putting me through a fire and every one of us through a fire. He's putting us through the fire, not so that he can destroy us, but so that he can reveal us as we really are in him. It's a challenge and no one wants to go through it, but God is not gonna put you through forever. Do you think that the whole purpose of gold is to exist in molten form and to be heated to horrible temperatures? Is that the whole purpose of gold? The answer is no. That's a temporary thing. And it's a temporary trial. It's not permanent. It's not something that's going to last forever. It's only for a short time. Oh, it doesn't seem short, but it's short because God has a plan for you. So our job is to be strong and do not let your hands be weak. That means don't give up. Don't give up serving God. Don't give up doing what God wants for your work shall be rewarded. He didn't say it might be if you really try. (laughs) He doesn't say your work might just make it if it passes all the tests. No, he says it shall be rewarded if you're strong and you get and do what you gotta do and you keep on going because that's what you're gonna do. You're gonna get through the fire, you're gonna pass through it because it's temporary and you're going to be able to help people, you're gonna help yourself and God's gonna be with you all the way and he'll reward you for your work. He's not gonna punish you for your work. He's gonna bless you for your work and that's a good news that we have from the book of 2 Chronicles that God can save you from any enemy if you seek God, if you don't trust yourself, and he also wants you to spend time with him. But he's not promising that any nation or group will last if they forsake God. And we don't want to do that. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our Lord, we want to thank you today for King Asa and his life and the example he lived. We thank you for this prophet, Azariah, the son of Oded, who was very bold going and speaking directly to this great king and to his army. Lord, I thank you for the words because these are words we need to hear. We're facing great difficulties and great problems, but Lord, please be with us because you don't need a lot in order to win. You only need our faithfulness and we ask for you to save, whether by many or by few, by little, that's okay too, because we know you have all the power. We thank you for Jesus Christ, who died on a cross in our place, and did not remain dead, but rose from the dead, that if we have faith in him, we will also someday raise from the dead as well. Thank you for your love, thank you for your peace, and now will you bless our time of decision Because we pray this in the name of Jesus and amen.